Yo, what is good, everybody? We are back. It's been how long? Two months, maybe. But the boys are back in town. RB, DJ Eastwood, Romp. We're back in the house, man, talking Sixers, Joel Embiid, 2-5, Tobias Harris. The trade deadline is in less than a month. We've missed a lot, honestly. The last time we were up here, I believe we were on like a four or five game losing streak. We said, you know, is it time to start worrying about this team? And now two months later, we're on a seven game win streak. Less than a month ago to the trade deadline. But in my opinion, I've seen, you know, a lot of people like on both sides of the fence here. Like some people are really excited about where this team uh, could go in the next month. Some people have just pretty much given up on this season. Um, so that's why we're here, man. But we are live on both channels, but sub up all the channels on the banner below. Give us some thoughts in the chat. How are you guys feeling? Obviously, a lot of news coming out today, so it was a good time uh, to get up on here and do this. But uh, I'm going to pass it off to my guys. What's going on, y'all? What's up, man? Uh, DJ Eastwood, run it back Philly. No frauds, no fanboys, no intros. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to be here. What's up? Romp is back in the building. I'm excited to talk um, some Sixers. I'm excited to talk about the Philadelphia Embiid's, as I call them. So, yeah. That is what they are. With three max contracts. <laughs> three max I'm excited contracts. to finally get Tobias Harris up out of here. I'm so glad that got announced today. So we're, so we're already getting into it. We're already diving right into Tobias Harris. All right, DJ, <laughs> tell us how you feel, bro. Like, you... You're the one that's been going for a minute. Like DJ, he arose. He came out. He came back out of nowhere, man. How are you feeling about this team, DJ? Uh, I think Joel Embiid is so good right now that it kind of you could put any four NBA players around him, and he's gonna have you in the in in the top two or three in the East right now. Uh, but as far as winning a championship, obviously things things still need to happen to put us over the hump. He needs some help and. Uh, you're going to have to pull an Al Horford on the Tobias Harris contract. You're just, you're just going to have to. And I think Daryl Moore is willing to do it. That's what I think. All right. I like it. I like it. Shout out to Seth with the $5 super chest is stopping in to show my guy, uh, some love. We're giving up on the season. If we trade Toby and two five, even though bias has been garbage this season, uh, romp. You go ahead and take it up next, my guy, and then I'll go last. I'll go last. How are we giving up on the season when Tobias has been a minus? I mean – Hold up. Before can... we – just tell us how you're feeling over Oh, okay. It's been a while. Like, Rob, you know, you're <laughs> the guy to, like, you know – you come Okay, in, so – So what, what is your take, as you call the Embiid's right now? How do you feel about this team? I, I'm, I'm enjoying this season because there's no, like, um, pressure. Like, we're not supposed to win, so it's like – I'm just watching every game. I'm not really complaining too much. I'm just kind of like sitting back, like watching Joel Embiid right now feels like every game. Like I'm just like, I'm just like on shrooms. It feels like, cause I'm seeing this seven foot two freak of nature. Just do things that like, shouldn't be possible for his body size. I mean, he's playing like Kobe Bryant. He'll have a Nikola Jokic pass and then he'll play like Giannis and bring it up the court. Like I just sit back and I'm like, just in a, in a daze. And my mom's like, Yo, Luke, did you see that play? I'm like, whoa, what? Because I'm just like, what? Like, MB is incredible. 20 and 8 with him. We're on a 58 game pace with MB. And then without him, we're 3 and 8. So that's a 22 game win pace. So, I mean, he's incredible. 
Yeah, he's nuts, man. He's been on probably the biggest tear of his career, honestly. And um, that's why, you know, I'm both happy and nervous, I would say, at this point. We'll get into why I'm nervous, but um, Joel is playing the best ball of his career. And he's even he's even reached bigger levels than he did last year, which is actually insane. And then when you look at the team around him, like I've been arguing with a, a bunch of people like Joel Embiid is the MVP of the NBA right now. How can you tell oh, me? God, yeah that this guy is not the most valuable, by definition, most valuable to his team. Like, look at what we have out there, especially, you know, in a second guy like Tobias Harris, who I don't even expect to be a second guy at this point. But Joel is literally carrying his team. He has, what, um, seven – well, we, we've won seven straight games in a row. He's got seven straight 30-point games. He's got nine straight 30-point games on the road, and he's just dogging these teams every single night. They're throwing doubles at him. They're throwing triples. They're doing anything they can to stop him. He's like, screw it. He's that now. He's even you know isoing himself on the perimeter. He's passing. He's averaging <laughs> like what five, six assists a game. The guy can do anything. He's one of the best talents in the league. And um, yeah, this is Joel's team. This is Joel City, man. This is Joel City. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we ever thought that he was going to add passing to his game. You know what I mean? And we always <laughs> talked about how just great he is offensively and defensively nobody ever said like what if he starts passing the ball like a point center and then all of a sudden like two or three games in a row he's throwing the ball over his shoulder and like wrap around passes across the baseline and it's like what like that's scary for the rest of the nba if this guy starts dropping 40 point triple doubles rob i'm gonna let you read that super chat that's for you <laughs> andre Oliveri says romp your shroom trip will end when we get knocked out in the first round i mean i don't really care because there's no oh. expectations for this season i mean if we get knocked out we get knocked out but like the way joel is playing right now he could beat any team like he could have a dirk nowitzki run if you go out and make a ben deal at the deadline get some more help like anything's possible with how joel and beads playing to be honest but it's not it's not likely but it's possible let me let me go right at that, Ron. Let me ask you something, right? Without uh -huh. get without us getting right into the specifics right away. Like you say, we have no expectations this season. Like my instant thought to that is like, that's ridiculous. Not that you're wrong, but overall, <laughs> like this is this this is the Joel Embiid led Sixers right now. You know, last year we were look at where we were at, and here we are the next season with Joel playing even better. And we have no expectations. Like, really, nobody thinks that we can win a damn thing. And I, I'm truly pissed off at that right now. Like, to me, this is the time you got to push in. You got to go make something happen. I'm getting sick and tired of, like, living in this, like, purgatory this year where the Sixers are playing good and then, you know, they go into a slump and they're playing good. It's like, what what are the expectations for this team, you know? Um. Well, have they really gone into slump, though? Because, like, with Embiid you know the record it's like with Embiid we are playing pretty well I mean every game's close it seems like um on um besides recently but I mean I don't know what the expectations are I guess make it past the second round try to get Embiid help and make it past the second round finally but with the Ben Simmons thing just looming kind of ruined the season like beforehand and now you're in a place where Embiid's playing at an all-time level and it's like yeah, you should go make a move, but you also don't want to, you know, just get nothing in return for Ben Simmons, even though I think there's options out there, but Daryl Morey just 
You know, he's he's a spoiled he's a spoiled one. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, I think I still think we're better. I still think we're better right now without Ben Simmons, period. Um, and we started the season ten and two, and then the COVID thing happened. Came back from COVID, everything looked terrible. I think we overreacted. I know I did. Um, I think everybody was just out of sync and didn't have their legs under them and conditioning and everything like that. In Joel Embiid, when he first came back, when he had COVID, uh, now everybody, I mean, well, we're still missing guys, but now the team just, the past couple of games looks just uh, a lot better than they did. I'm not going to say they have great transition defense or anything like that, but uh, it's just looking a lot more like it did the beginning of the season where you you notice the spacing is so much better and running the game from the inside out is so much easier without uh, two five standing under the basket. So, um, but as far as expectations, yeah, it's tough. It's like if Tyrese Maxey somehow balls out and, and takes you somewhere in the playoffs as a starting point guard, you would be like ecstatic, but it's not something you expect a 21-year-old to do. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to have expectations. But then it's it, with the same thing Romp said, it's kind of nice to sit back and be like, if they're bad, we have an excuse. They got Embiid and nobody's helping them. Uh, if they're good, that's an, uh, it will be impressive. Yeah, I hear you. I, I feel like there's a lot of good young talent right now, but I still feel like it's not fair. It's really not fair to the Sixers, you know, it, organization, the fan base, anybody. Like, the fact that we are now less than a month away. The trade deadline is February 10th. It is January 11th. And 2-5 is still nowhere to be found. They haven't really talked about it in a couple months, really since we've been here on, on this show. Um, and, you know, again, I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Um, and I'm going to talk about it more. But shout out to Seth with the $5 Super Chats. I'll tell you how, uh, who realistically is going to give us a third or second option for bias. He's not playing like it. He's our third option. Andre with the $2 Super Chats is process 2.0. See, that, this is the mindset I can't have with these six <laughs> You can't be calling for the process halfway through this season. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Uh, nobody me. wants another process. I never want to go through that again. You guys are killing me, man. Sean McQuesson with the $10 super chat. Shout out to you. It says, how do we trade Ben Simmons and Toby for Jimmy Butler? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> um, we're, we're about to dive into how we feel about those two, and I'm I'm really excited to hear how these guys feel. Um, D with the $2 super chat showing support, sending a trade idea in the chat. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll try to pull that up. Oh man. I got just, do you guys want to throw a parade with me when it's finally over? Like I'm dead serious. Yeah. This has no, been DJ, going on for so long. I feel like I've been in jail and I'm going to okay. celebrate getting out of prison. I would love to, I would love to <laughs> literally us get together and throw a party, but you know what, DJ, I don't think it's going to, I'm, I'm starting to think it might not happen. And I agree. At that point, you know, you guys are going to hear some loud criticism from all of us. Like, I will not let this one go. Let's just say that. But Seth with the $5 super chat, think we need to see what we can get for 2-5 then go from there when we see how the team performs with new player or players. Who knows? I'm actually going to side here with Seth. I agree with him 100%. Obviously, these rumors come out. If you're just tuning in and you don't know what the heck we're talking about today, it was reported that uh, – 2-5 and Tobias could be in a potential trade together, maybe going to two different teams in a three-team trade. This is getting reported, though, from Windhorse, okay? And we know we kind of know, like, what type, you know, where his mind is at. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, 
But let me let me just get your guys' thoughts on those initial rumors. I'm just gonna say it. I think it's complete bogus. I really do. I don't I don't see a way that we package seventy million dollars in a deal. And I also don't think that you can just trade two of your highest paid three players and just go like that with the season we're having right now. What do you guys think about that? I think it would have to be like a four team deal. I mean, you definitely can't get anybody to take both of those contracts together with the lack of production. That's just ridiculous. Like, yeah, sure, we'll pay three hundred and fifty million dollars for a guy that averages seventeen points and a guy that quit. Like, <laughs> who's gonna do that? No, not nobody's gonna do that. But if you can work out something, it's the Tobias one is the one that I just don't even think it's possible at his age. And it's like he is who he is. He's not gonna be better than he is. He's not gonna improve. Uh, he has absolutely no value at all with that contract. At least you can sell Ben Simmons on certain things, uh, certain intangibles, you know, outside of shooting. But Tobias, I really just think you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to uh, attach a first round pick and get like you know an expiring contract back or something like that because you're not getting anything for him. Do you think? Do you think that would be worth it though? Like, I don't even think that would be worth it at this point. I don't to think get, it would be worth it trading. To get rid of Tobias? I yeah, I I don't think he's I don't think he's doing anything that a lot you can find players that do what he does all over the place. We had George Niang is a better stretch four than Tobias Harris. I, I'm so over it. I just don't understand what he actually does that's that's good enough <laughs> to for it to be that valuable. I, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think in my mind that, you know, we know he's not worth that contract. See, people hold him to this higher standard. I know he's going to give us 18 to 20 a night. That, that's literally who Tobias is. And he has been struggling all year. And he had the whole thing going on. But my thing is like, you know, are you going to trade? Like you you pretty much just said it yourself. What can we really get back for 2-5 right now, right? So in, in addition to that, what can we get back for Tobias Harris? So if you trade both of them, all I'm I'm saying is like, where's this team going to be at? in a couple months, you know? Uh, you still have Joel Embiid, and then you have <laughs> a lot of cap space instead of paying players that aren't contributing. <laughs> I mean... I mean, you got to like, get players back, though. You do got to get players back, or, or, or you know, after the trade deadline, you know, the buyout market or whatever it is. Who knows, but... Uh, I'm And I'm not, I'm not, like, disagreeing with you. I'm just, like, posing the question. Like, I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about it, so... It sucks that there's not really a plan. It doesn't feel like there's one. It's almost like you got to just cut bait and then try to put it all together real fast. Yeah. Ron, what do you think about this whole thing? I think um, I think the Kings are the team where we could get them, like, you know, we could fleece them, as they say and nowadays, because um, they're just a dumpster fire right now, but they have talent on that roster. Like, they should actually be like a – a decent team. They just suck for some reason. They have a lot of young talent on, on that roster though. So I want to make a deal with the Kings. I don't know if we can give up, you know, Tobias and Ben Simmons in that deal. I don't think they would do that, but they might cause they're the Sacramento Kings and they might like trick themselves and think, Oh, Tobias is this great veteran leader. We need to change the culture, all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So, and then they'll be like, oh, we we have to get Ben Simmons because, you know, no one's going to Sacramento in free agency. Let's be real. So it actually kind of makes sense for them to take a chance on Ben Simmons. That's the one team I'm looking at. And I'm like, make a deal with them because we could we could roast them and toast them. But 
My thing with Tobias is I feel like he thinks he deserves that contract and he plays like he should get as many shots as he does. It's like, dude, sometimes just get the ball and pass it. Quit trying to force the issue because most likely it's going to go wrong like it has so many times this year. It's so annoying to see him do the same thing and just miss easy layups and just be a ball stopper. That is, do you think he needs to, I mean, do you really think he thinks he's worth that contract? That sounds kind of crazy. I mean, you would yes, think I he'd do. be realistic enough to know, like, okay, I was only ever barely a 20-point-per-game scorer. I was never an all-star. I'm not worth $180 million. No, but if you watch him play, he, yeah, he takes shots like yeah. he is a superstar. And if you notice, <laughs> every time he misses, he blames someone else. He's always arguing with the refs. He's always flailing his arms like, I got fouled. It's so annoying. That's the, that's the things that piss me off about Tobias. I like him as a person, but as a basketball player, I hate him so much. He's so annoying. Well, let, me, let me ask you guys this. Because um, the thing that I've been saying to people who you know are on the trade, everybody train, like let's just get what we can. You guys made a good point about him like feeling like he's in demand, like he has to be the guy each night. My thing is – if you go out and trade for another player, right, you got Maxi who can obviously score 25 a night if he wants to and if he's put in the right position. Then if you get, say, another score back, maybe a wing player, can Tobias take, like, that backseat role? I think that would be perfect for him to kind of be, like, the fourth option on this team. Now, obviously, Doc Rivers, ego-wise, would that actually happen? But I just don't view it feasible as the Sixers clearing up $70 million of cap space like that in the next month. I'm starting to get worried they don't even trade one of these guys. Um, but, like, can, can Tobias take, like, a backseat role, not have to take 14 shots a night? You know what I mean? Listen, if if they if they somehow would pull off, like, a four-team trade and land Jalen Brown, then <sighs> Tobias Harris has no choice but to take a backseat. I mean, that would be quite obvious. But other, you know, it's, again, if he has the ego that Romp is saying he has, Maybe it's hard to get him to take a back seat. Uh, but he, man, he lived so much off of Ben Simmons sprinting down the floor and kicking it back out. Like so much, not just wide open shots, but just getting him downhill. And, and, you know, he would catch the ball and the defense would be retreating and he would already, it, it wasn't this like stand around ISO. It was, even though it was so annoying to watch Ben do it all the time, Tobias Harris was always the guy behind him that caught the ball at the three point line. He set him up so much. And without Ben, it's like, Tobias Harris ISO is just is just hard to watch. I'm gonna have to agree, but also disagree with that. I feel like people leave out one point when they when they bring that up. I think the point that they leave out is that again, without Ben on the floor, Tobias feels like he has to do more on offense. Like last year, obviously, you know, two five wasn't a threat to shoot or anything like that, but he could get downhill and get to the basket, and they were, you know, they were at least looking at him on the floor inside uh, the three-point uh, arc. But now it's like everyone, It's like these better defenders are on Tobias. He doesn't look as athletic against them. And again, I feel like it's just this mentality, and I feel like Doc is feeding into it. He's like just letting him go out there and try to be like this 15-shot-a-game type of guy, which he's not. But that's just kind of how I feel about it. What do you think, Romp? I agree with that, but at the same time, I feel like Tobias just kind of thinks he's way better than he actually is, and that's why he tries to force things. I always see Doc like 
actually yelling at him. And Doc usually kind of just sits back and is like, oh, let let Joel and B just carry me. So, dude, our team, we don't even have coaches. Let's be real. It's literally just Joel and B doing whatever the hell he wants to. And that's how we're winning. Like you got, we could all go coach the Sixers and it would be the same record. Doc isn't doing anything. It's literally just, yo, Embiid, do everything. Be the point guard now. Bring it up the floor. He's not doing nothing. I mean, it's a good point. <clears throat> Aaron with the $5 super chat says, what about this Toby Reed Springer two first for Jeremy Grant and some nobody to make salaries work? What do you guys mm. think about Jeremy Grant? <laughs> yo, I would do that in an instant. <laughs> Two first? I'm yeah. I'm not touching Jeremy. Dude, we drafted Jared J- Jaden Springer. I don't trust him anymore after that pick. Yeah, but don't trust, Jer- you don't trust Daryl Morey drafting? Is that what you're saying? After that Jaden Springer pick. Yeah, I mean, but he also got you Tyrese Max and Isaiah Joe. Who, yeah, but that was a no uh, ever since ever since Dan Burke took over for two games. <laughs> Isaiah Joe's part of the rotation. What is Jeremy Grant gonna do to make this team a championship level team, though? Beyond uh, what we have right now, rebounding. That's rebounding it. and just being an athlete. This team is not athletic at all, right? But it, and, don't you think Jeremy Grant's just a twenty-some point per game scorer because he plays on the Detroit Pistons? Yeah, but I think he's a better he's a better complementary player than Tobias, and he's a way better I'm defender. Dis- I won't disagree with that, but I just think you're giving up two firsts. Two yeah. firsts is pretty wild. Now that I think about not it, not bringing up, not bringing back much of an improvement, and that's that's a big contract too. You know, like it's <laughs> Jeremy Grant's getting paid a ton. So, yeah, but Jeremy Grant's productive. I think, like, Tobias is really bad. Like, if, really I mean, bad. if you're gonna get Jeremy Grant, right? <laughs> if you're gonna spend that money, why don't you go get John Collins then? If you're gonna, move oh, yeah, to I'll take John start. Collins too, bro. If John Collins comes <laughs> here and is and Tobias is still here. John Collins better be the starting four. That's all I'll say. All right. So I don't think you could pull. I don't think you would do John Collins without getting rid of Tobias. Right. Yeah. That. Well, that. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to get rid of Tobias, why wouldn't you go for a guy like John Collins instead of Jeremy Grant? Like, that's that would be my mindset. But, um, I don't know. There's a there's a ton of talks up in the air. Chin with the five dollars super chesses. If you can get rid of Toby's contract, you do it. Nothing else needs to be said i'm just trying to get a gauge of like where do you guys think we are as a franchise like is this season just done are we just gonna offload those contracts are we just gonna are we gonna sit back and say all right joe lmb can go out here and put up 30 a night and we're just we're gonna lay back i don't i actually don't think we're like so far off as to like there's no chance we couldn't make any noise if we get another player what do you guys think Go ahead, Rob. I was I was doing something on this thing. Sorry. I I mean I don't think we're far off either because Embiid's that good. Like I'll take I'll take anything. I'll take um Hal Burden. I'll take Murray, Dejounte Murray. I'll take um Cam Reddish and John Collins. Like I'll take anything at this point for Ben Simmons. Like what do you think, Garvey? I I mean at this point. So what I was trying to like not get into too deep earlier is like I want to get rid of this guy for almost anything you know we're not going to get a difference maker and i don't know why we're still trying to sell people on that and if you guys heard the report yesterday that we're not even finding him anymore i have a feeling that this is actually not going to happen anymore and i don't like to feel that way because i might actually lose my mind because like period 
Like not even the off season? No, any off season, yeah, maybe. Oh. But at that point, like you guys used to say, if it like his value is already depleted. You're telling me we're going to wait another five months and then somebody's going to come out of the blue like, all right, let's go get him right now. Like, what are we actually going to get? I don't know how people <sighs> are now saying like, oh, you know, we're going to get James Harden, this and that. No, like the gig is up. OK, this guy is actually screwed us just by not doing anything like it's it's insane. And I don't know where to go from here. Like, I really don't. And I, I'm praying with everything I have that with like a week and a half to go to the deadline, some like big team comes out and is like, all right, talks are heating up. Because if not, like ever since the mental health aspect came up, we haven't even heard about him. The last thing I heard was today was that he's getting married. Bro, That's he put. He pulled the ultimate card, man. He he pulled the ultimate card in 2022. Right when he, right when he said that, the Sixers were, were were hands were tied, man. You had to walk on thin ice. Can't say the wrong thing. Can't find him because that's not helping his mental health and all this. Um, you're gonna the way I think it's quiet right now. But when we get close to the trade deadline, you know how it goes, man. It's gonna be a week of just rumor after rumor after rumor. Things are gonna start to happen. I have faith. There's going to be a lot of bottom of the barrel teams that, you know, you, you watch Ben Simmons' career highlights. You could a terrible team could be like, I want that guy on my team. I don't care mm -hmm. about you know him quitting on Philly or. And I also think, and I said this in a stream last night, Doc Rivers defending him that whole season and arguing with the media and Philly fans. It there were I think they were having this strategic perception painting. Like, let's blame Philly fans the entire time because then maybe other teams will be like, oh, Philly fans are just jerks. Ben didn't want to play there because they hate him. We'll take him. So maybe they're actually geniuses. Yeah, I think um, closer to the deadline, you're definitely going to hear rumor after rumor. But, like, at the same time, I could see Maury just kind of chilling and just not doing anything and then just waiting till the offseason because I think – um teams will even get more desperate because the Kings trust me, I've been watching them play recently. They're going to keep losing. So they're going to be like, Oh, Fox and Halliburton. They're not the future. Let's go get Ben. And it's probably mm. going to be the same thing for the Spurs and other teams like that. So I think the goal with the Simmons um, deal, if you can't get like a Beal, like is Bradley Beal still available? Cause the wizards have been losing a lot recently. Who's he still? <laughs> so if you can't get a Beal, because that's like the only realistic difference maker that you could get for Simmons. If you can't get that, then the goal should be get a young player with potential that you can put next to Maxi, and Maxi and that person can grow together. And then when Embiid is past his prime, whatever he starts regressing, he can give the keys to Maxi and say we get Cam Reddish. So Maxi and Cam Reddish are the future. I think that should be the goal if you can't like get a difference maker that's going to help you win now. And I think Embiid is good enough where he could play with young talent and get the best out of them. Like he, like Maxi and Cam Radish, even though they're both young, I think they could still be beneficial players that could help you in the playoffs. I think you made some, I think you both made good points, honestly, but let, I want to ask you guys a question, but before I do that, Seth with the $2 donations is, uh, Tobias hurting this team, doing way too much selfish. Interesting uh, way to describe him. Aaron with the $10 super chat. Appreciate this. Is Toby would be really good if he 
if when he's colder than Antarctica, he, instead of taking 20 shots, he looks around and says, oh, Maxie's doing well, or Seth is on fire. Let me not take the contested floater. <laughs> Dude, Maxie and Curry, like, Curry will start a game six for seven, and then he goes quiet. He doesn't even get the ball. I don't understand. Like, Curry yeah. is the most – he's one of the most underrated players in the league, in my opinion, for the production he puts up. And then we've seen Tyrese catch a – you know, catch himself, like, on fire. And, you know, obviously he's out sick now, which sucks. But that last game when it was Maxie and Embiid and Tobias actually deferred a big three-pointer late in the game, and we got a huge win against Brooklyn, like – that's what I want to see, man. And I think if you add another score, like the formula is literally there. But then do you have faith in Doc Rivers? Like, oh, no. it's, dude, it's tough. I was just going <laughs> to say that when talking about Tobias Harris, Doc Rivers falls in love with the wrong players and he's obsessed with Tobias Harris. I think that's part of the problem, too, with Tobias taking bad shots and having way too many shot attempts and things like that, because Doc thinks he's revived him and he's Clippers or uh, uh, Detroit or Clippers Tobias Harris and he needs to be like the star of this team or one of them. And he's not, I, I have no faith in Doc Rivers. I actually think he secretly got fired. Um, when Dan Burke, <laughs> when Dan Burke coached for two games, everything looked better. The rotations looked better. Maxi dropped 25. Uh, Isaiah Joe dropped 18 and doc wouldn't even play the kid for at all. He had DNPs in like COVID games. Uh, and then all of a sudden Isaiah Joe's still a part of the rotation. And the team still looks as good as it did when Dan Burke took over. So I think Doc got fired and Dan Burke's coaching, and they're just not telling us. I know we haven't talked in a while, but uh, one quick point that you just made about Dan Burke. You know what the best thing to Dan Burke, or the best thing about Dan Burke was to me? It was that after that Tobias debacle, he sat up there and didn't just blatantly excuse him. You know, he sat up there and was like, you know, we go through tough things, we're players, but you know, we talk to him and we're trying to really keep things between the lines, you know, like we have to block out the noise. I thought that spoke so many volumes. Like you're an interim coach for a, what a game or two. And you come in, you come in here and hold these guys to a standard. Like I'm, it's not like doc who just immediately defend, defend, defend. Like I enjoyed that. Like he didn't put him on blast, but he didn't just say like he wasn't at fault or anything. Like he actually yeah. sold the sides. And I thought that was good. Yeah, he wasn't going to sit up there in a press conference and talk talk about the fans and say, like, you know, I just think you guys should appreciate him more and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, he was, like, doing a good job of not blaming either side or not coming at either side and just saying, like, we got, you know, we got to keep it in the locker room. Yeah, I thought it was great. But anyway, I want to ask you guys. So, wait, I got a question for you guys. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, would you rather <clears throat> trade Tobias? And that would mean you can trade Ben or trade Ben and you keep Tobias. DJ, you go ahead and take that one. <laughs> would I rather trade Tobias? That means I can't trade Ben. I mean, I don't see like Does that us mean trading Ben and play? No, it just means he's gonna be sitting out to the offseason. I don't know. I'd rather trade I'd rather trade Ben. <laughs> I mean, at least Tobias is playing. Uh yeah, you know he's not. You know he's not a. Is he really he's playing? Not, he's he's <laughs> not a solidified number. Two. He's not what we need next to Joel Embiid. But uh, uh, that's tough, man. I'm so annoyed with Ben Simmons. So the so the well, I mean, how long has it been that, that I've been annoyed with Ben Simmons? But so the pictures surfaced today of him and his and his fiance. Right? Did you see this? And he just has yeah. this smirk on his face. He's just living the best life right now, doing jack shit. <laughs> 
while his teammates are out here busting their ass every night trying to get to the a better seed in the playoffs. It's, this guy's just so unbelievable to me. I mean, I guess what's he supposed to do? He's not supposed to not go outside, but I just don't get it, man. You, you literally quit, and you're, you, now he's getting paid again. Uh, I can't handle it. Yeah, I, I also side with that. I want to trade Ben, and I want to add a point to that real quick. By the way, shout-out to Plotnik with the $5 Super Chat. says, Sean Philly's back, but Doc definitely spent Christmas with Ben this year. <laughs> he probably did. Yeah, I got to <laughs> add a point to that. Can we talk for just one second how the NBA has not stepped in one bit yet? Like, nobody talks about this. At, like, everybody in, in, like, Philly media world, like, get, like if this was the Lakers, right, how fast would the NBA have stepped in and made a resolution? Are they just going to sit here and act like nothing? In fact, the uh, the Players Association executive director, um, she was re- she's retiring. She pretty much said it's the Sixers' fault. And and we haven't heard a peep out of Adam Silver or anybody. Like, how is this still going on with with nothing, nothing at all? It's crazy. Well, I think part of it's Daryl Morey not playing the game because a lot of front offices would have been like, okay, we don't want to give in, but at the same time, we don't want this situation uh, to to linger. Daryl Morey's just <laughs> playing hardball. He's like, you want to do this? I can do this. And he said on the radio, he's willing to sit for four years, which is not what anybody wants, but. It's two egos that are not budging, and I don't know what the NBA can really do about it, honestly. I mean, if you're the NBA, though, this is literally bringing down your product. Like, this is like we talked about what at the beginning of the season. I remember us talking about this. Like, this is literally going to pave a way for other players to just sit out when they don't feel like they're in the right situation or, or this or that. Like, I mean, the, the NBA, like how – I just don't get it. But He did lose $10 million. Not many people are going to do that. Yeah, but they said they're not finding them anymore. Yeah, that's that's annoying. What do you think, Rob? Should the NBA <laughs> step in at all, or should they just let this go on the whole season? I don't do they know, not man. even care at this point? I just think we should trade them, to be honest. But we've been asking that for years, so I don't think it's going to happen. I'm with you, RB. I don't – I mean, if it hasn't happened yet, why would it happen at the deadline? Well, that that's, that's actually teams get desperate. I want to ask you guys, and I want y'all to take the floor and, and just give me your honest thoughts. But like, you know, if we don't trade this guy at the deadline, like, I'm sorry, but everybody talking about, oh, we can get James Harden in, in the offseason. We can get this. We can get that. I'm sorry, but I do not want to hear that anymore. I've had it up to here. I'm done. Like, if we don't trade this guy, do you know how disrespectful that is to Joel Embiid? And Joel has been a good sport about this. He's been a leader. He's actually building chemistry with Maxi. Do you know? Like, I'm tired of this crap year after year after year. Right? First, it was in September. Then it was November. Then it was at the trade deadline. Now we want to push it another six months after what happened in the playoffs last year. Do you know? Like, and then B just keeps getting better. He's like, screw it. I'm going to learn how to become a facilitator. This guy keeps getting better. We it's crazy. The other night, I mean, this guy fell down like four times. I, I literally hold my breath every time he hits the, hits the deck. I'm like, you never know. So we're just going to sit here another year and waste this kind of bat. Like, I, I've, I'm sorry. I've had enough, man. What do you guys think? No, I feel you. I think it is disrespectful to Joel Embiid. I, I say it a lot. His main issue is that he's too humble. His main issue is that uh, he's not from uh, a culture that's 
I don't know. He's he's Giannis is the same way. He doesn't really care about being a popular celebrity. He doesn't have an ego. People outside of this fan base think he does because he's cocky on the court and stuff like that. But he's way too humble. He's way too quiet. If he could just get a little bit of like, I deserve something to happen here mindset and start yelling at people. Uh, maybe something would happen faster. I just, I, I wish he was a little bit more of an aggressive, like jerk uh, when it comes to how he's being treated, because you're right. It is disrespectful to him. And if, if it doesn't go happen at the deadline, it's like ridiculous. It's ridiculous that this guy's going out there. Like you said, diving on the floor, doing absolutely everything, running to the perimeter, playing perimeter defense at seven feet tall, like doing absolutely everything for the entire team. And you're doing nothing to help him out. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's also a blessing in disguise that we kind of waited this long because without, um, you know, Ben Simmons sitting out and all that, Joel probably doesn't, you know, turn into Giannis when he gets a rebound and pushes up the court. Now we don't get to see that side of Embiid if Ben was back or if we traded for a point guard. So like, there's like, so if you, if you sit out Ben Simmons for the whole year and just see what Joel turns into with a whole season where he's the guy, he is the, he's the offense and he's doing whatever it takes. Like you're really going to get to see what Joel Embiid is truly capable of with no help around him. And then once you see that, you could, you could kind of like, you know, dictate what you want around him because initially, you know, we were all like, we need a point guard. We need a point guard. But now I'm like, we need like a, a small forward scoring athletic player next to him and stuff like that. I don't necessarily think we need like a pure point guard anymore. You know what I'm saying? So that's like a little blessing in disguise. So just to clarify, like you like you're okay with us just going the rest of the season and just seeing what we pretty much need for the future around and beat. Uh, I don't. I don't mind it. I would love to trade Ben Simmons for Halliburton, but like, there's a report that came out the Sixers they don't they don't see there's enough in a Halliburton deal. But like I was saying, like Halliburton has to be attached to Buddy Heald. He has to be attached to Harrison Barnes for the money to work out. So you're not just getting Halliburton. You're getting other quality players. But according to that report, the Sixers weren't interested. So like. If they're not interested in that deal, it's like I don't see them getting interested in anything um, coming up at the trade deadline. I just see them being spoiled and trying to wait for this difference maker. Um, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I'm starting to think the same way, but I I'm just not going to go for that. I'm sorry because like we you know we drafted these guys at a point in time where we were one of the most laughable franchises. We were literally losing games on purpose. Like this was supposed to be the point. Like. The climax, like, all right, time to push it in. And now it's like, what, are we going to take three steps backwards and just, like, kind of try it again? Like, I just can't go for that, you know? And Joel has not been given sufficient help. And you know what? Yeah, you're right. Maury's not interested in anything. Why? Because the guy has no value. He has no value. And it's like, I I get where Maury's coming from. Like, he's in a tough spot. He's like, you're I telling me the Kings are not giving you Halliburton. Hell Come on. No, they're, they're the Kings, bro. They suck. Dude, so I was watching them the yesterday. Table. I was watching them. Halliburton drove to the lane and kicked it out to Alex fucking Len. 
That's how bad the Kings are. <laughs> Alex Lynn is shooting threes and, for the Kings. And do they want to get worse? They're getting worse. They're not getting that. worse if you get Ben Simmons in their head. There's no way they think that. There's no way with yeah, how okay. bad they are right worse. now. I always say this. I'm the biggest Ben Simmons hater in the world. He would make a team like the Kings better just with his just with his defensive facilitating. And if he could be a little bit a uh, version of his aggressive self going to the rim and finishing hard and stuff. I think he really fell off in Philly once he started to flop in, in the playoffs and he gave up. But I think, you know, maybe somebody can get a little bit out of him. I don't think he'll ever be the superstar that he had the potential to be. But as bad as a team like the Kings are, I think you get a 6'10 guy that can do what Ben Simmons does. Yeah, but the thing I is, it makes you better. Like, I agree with that. But the Kings are sitting here thinking, you know, we we drafted these two young stud guards. Like, we drafted Fox a few years ago, paid him a max contract. We got Halliburton. We'll give you guys Harrison Barnes. We'll give you some some scrubs. Like, take we're not going to trade a good piece like Halliburton. Like, I want him bad. I would love him on this team. But it's like, you got to show me something first. That's probably what they're saying. Like, get the guy so back. I don't believe the reports. So what you're well, gonna... what which, which reports specifically? I don't know. I just believe anything. I've done <laughs> There's so many reports. It's like, and, I don't yeah. even know what to believe, what not to believe, you know? Right. I agree. Can I go back to the James Harden thing for a second? Why are we still doing this with James Harden? I don't want James Harden. Yeah, me either. Go on. Look at what happened. I said, I said, I said in the beginning of like, I don't even know anymore. Time's flying and the Ben Simmons things lasted forever. But, uh, I said, I didn't want James Harden. I feel like two years ago and people came at me, but he's, a natural talent. He's he hangs out in strip clubs all offseason. He doesn't take care of his body. He shows up fat. He can't play a whole season. The last how many seasons now? Last year he played. He came back, literally played the first five minutes of a game and pulled his hamstring again. And now he's injured right now. I want nothing to do with James Harden. Twenty-five year old James Harden. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that, bro. Oh man. <clears throat> Give me Kyrie for Ben, though. I'm doing that in a heartbeat. I don't right know. Now. I don't know what the Nets are doing. I don't <laughs> well, know he wouldn't be. Well, now he wouldn't be allowed to play in Philly now, anyway. Wait, never are you serious? Know. Yeah, we got the same mandates that New York has. <laughs> well, now. never mind. <laughs> yeah, who knows, man? Connor with the five dollar donation says two five for John Wall and three first rounders. Uh, they could be high picks for the lottery or enticing trade assets. Throw Daniel Green in the trade. I, I mean, if we're going the pick route, maybe, but I still don't want a $44 million John Wall on this team. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, but he, he only has two years left while Tobias has three, I believe. So it's a little yeah, better. Like, I mean, it's a little better, but it's a just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's and just, the, the picks would be good. I'd rather get some of their young talent. I don't know why the Rockets would trade picks, though, since they're in a rebuild. I don't yeah. know. Man. Every situation has just kind of crumbled at this point. It's tough, man. If you think, I mean, honestly, if you really think about that, Jalen Green and those guys, you know, what does Ben Simmons need around him to be successful? Like ball handling guards that that are willing to shoot. Uh, you know, maybe they would look at that as a as a plus. Add Ben Simmons into that like young core. Maybe Andre with the two dollar donation. Wisen and Embiid pressuring Maury for a trade. That's what we kind of talked about. He's he's just a nice guy, man. Like. When it, what and he doesn't have an agent. Yeah. What it, What is the point where he comes out and, and starts to actually say something? Will it ever happen? Like, I think he believes he could do it himself. I, <laughs> I think he does. 
He probably does, but I think his his one of his issues is he doesn't have an agent because he's just a humble guy, and he's like, no, I'll could I'll, I'll do my own contracts. I'll do this. I'll do that. Like, if he had an agent, there'd already be there would have been meetings a long time ago. Like, yo, what's going on here? My I mean, client's we, nice and quiet, but I'm the agent. I'm not nice. I want something to happen. I mean, we're starting to see him call out different players on the team. Like, he, I feel like he's trying to take that step to be more vocal, but. I don't know, man. We need we need some dogs on this team, and we need another big time player. I don't know how the Sixers haven't like, you know, pulled something off yet. I really don't because um, Daryl Morey has to be working tirelessly on this. Like he has to. Like not. not this guy loves Joel Embiid more than anybody. Like he has to see where this team is at. This is the guy that acquired star upon star in Houston. You can't tell me he's just sitting around. Like, I really feel like his hands are just tied because I feel like that he's calling up these teams like, yo, let me get three first rounders in this player. And they're like, yeah, calls back and, and we'll give you a couple <laughs> role players. Like, and he's like, all right, screw it. I don't know what to do. He's going to come down in price, man. I don't think, I don't think it's possible for it to go past the trade deadline. Like the city of Philly will burn the Wells Fargo center down. It might, it might, honestly. And I I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of Sixers fans are just turned off the rest of the season if this doesn't happen. Like, uh, imagine if we don't make any moves at all. You got to do something. How about even the bench? Like, something little, right? Like, I like the guys that come off the bench, but we still need more consistency on the bench, right? Like, we're, not, a, we're not complete. Yeah, when we win... Um, those are the games where Niang's hitting threes, Furkan's hitting threes, Shake's doing well off the bench. By the way, Shake has had a very underrated season, in my opinion. Um, but why are people so opposed to just trading Ben for picks and role players since our main issue in the playoffs is when Joel Embiid goes out of the game, we suck. So, like, if we get actual consistent role players, maybe we actually do something in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think a lot of our guys are just shooters. So, you know what I mean? When, when they're on, we're good. When they're all ice cold, when Korkmaz is one for 11 and Niang's two for seven, and when they're all cold, our bench is bad. So we just need more ballers on this team. It's been like that for a long time. Yeah. I th- I'm, I watching Memphi- really- I'm watching Memphis right now, man, and it's like, God. Yeah, they have dogs oh, on the team. That and that's why I like Niang, because even if he's not shooting well, like he's going to find a way to like get in somebody's face or just rattle something up. Drummond, you know, he has some good nights, but maybe like this is why I said earlier, I don't think we're that far off. Like if you think about what Curry can do on a given night on this team, and then you think about what Maxi can do at this point early in his career, like do you really think we're that far off if we get into a playoff series? Like we have dudes that can score, but it's just like the little things. Like you said, like we can't have these nights where we're going like two for 18 from, from long range. Like it just can't happen. And a lot of that, you know, we take the starters out. You know, Doc, he loves the all-bench lineup. Then we, we give up a 13 nothing run. Like, that can't happen in the playoffs. And he keeps doing it. Tell you, one of, one of the things that changed recently that I noticed in the last game, too, is Danny Green didn't play, like, 40 minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, it seems no. like. like and, <laughs> and they just signed they just signed Charlie Brown to a two-way. Like, somebody stood up and said, hey, we need some guys that can do things. You know, some young athletes that can dribble, pass, and shoot. Get rid of these 47-year-old has-beens. What do you guys think about Danny Green? 
You think he makes? Oh my god! You cut that dude immediately. Yeah, he's, there's not much left there anymore. Dude, I can't watch him run anymore. It pisses me off. <laughs> you know what? I, his, his his full speed pull up. It's like a no, 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 oh, and then it yeah, goes you in. know, you know, it's going up now because we've seen it so many times. He always does that. It's like such a bad shot, like where he is on the court and where the defense is, and then it goes in, and I'm kind of like, okay, whatever, Danny. Wait, what does he think <laughs> he even shoots it? Like, why does he even pull up? Like, he thinks he can pull up off the dribble sometimes. I'm like, Danny, stop. Like, if you want to talk about a dude benefiting from 2-5, that's the guy right there. Like, yeah. he would drive and kick, and Danny was wide open. Now it's like, I'm like, what are you doing, Danny? You were the guy that sat out here and, and pried us for $10 million. And it's like, He can't even dude. play defense anymore, so get that out of here, too. <laughs> he can't move his legs. Bible starting now. What do you, what do you dude, think? Dude, I, I am – I'm falling for the Thibault love because he's actually making himself usable offensively. Unlike 2-5, for some reason, can't cut hard and make himself available available for, for um, Joel Embiid. And then when he gets it, he'll dunk it. Unlike 2-5, he'll throw up a weird hook shot. <laughs> so Thibault is on my good side right now, and his defense oh, is man. very good. And also... Furkan Korkmaz is a better rebounder than Tobias Harris. That's how trash Tobias is at, at rebounding. I'll it take a, a shot. Beautiful day. <laughs> it is a beautiful day. When Romp's out here, where, where's the time going, man? Romp's out here supporting Matisse, man. I love it. I love this. I hate his smiling, though, bro. He smiles way too much, bro. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he, can't he can't smile. And the thing about Matisse is, like, he just has to learn how to use what little offensive, uh, like, skills he does have you know what i mean like he doesn't have to try to do too much i mean he's never gonna like triple threat jab step drive past somebody and dunk on somebody like he just needs to do his thing cut to the basket shoot it when he catches it and he's open and not try to do too much how about how about joel and b calling him out in a press conference and then he comes out with back-to-back games of 10 points imagine that imagine laughing it off and and taking criticism right right? and right and what, remember when Joe did it to uh to to Maxi when he was like, "Man, you were trash tonight. You were two for 11. And they laugh about it. Twenty five like, points, man. <laughs> what is it about the Ben Simmons ego that that was never a possibility? Nobody could ever look at Ben Simmons and say that, or they never would. Nobody would even say anything to him for five years. Yep. And then the one time they do, why didn't anybody just jokingly in a press conference say, "Ben, you should have shot that three, man"? Like, <laughs> like nobody would do it. Crazy, crazy, and and then here we are now, which is absolutely insane. K Cell with the ten dollars super chat. Shout out to you. Shout out to the crew. Big shout out to Eastwood. Glad to see you back, bro. Glad to be back, man. Hey, I need to. I need you guys to help me get back into YouTube algorithm. All right, so hit the like button. (laughs) I need. I need the like buttons, man. I need the like buttons. (laughs) Exactly. Hit the thumbs up, man. Hope Platinum with the $5 donation. Only trade that works is 2-5 for Brandon Ingram straight up. What do you guys think? Brandon Give me Ingram. Give me it. I would do that in a heartbeat. Why, why would why would the Pelicans do that? Not that they're good or anything, but unless they completely give up on Zion Williamson ever coming back. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you guys want to talk about the Kings. How about the Pelicans? Like, Zion was supposed to be back how long ago? He was supposed to be back to yeah. start the season, and now it's like – Look where they're at. Like, I don't know how they can even rebound from this, but 
What was that draft? Was he number one and uh, Lamelo was number three? Was that that draft? Uh, he was number one. Barrett was number two, and then who was number three in that draft? It was eighteen. I forget. Lamelo was the year after. I think. Oh, I don't know. See, t- people would be like, "But we have Tobias if you get Brandon Ingram." So it's like, should you trade Tobias first and then make a Ben Simmons deal? So you actually could use the guy you trade for because I can't do that though. Because like, what if we trade Tobias and and two five still doesn't play? Then what? Then Dude. what? We like. Let me ask you guys. I'm fine with him not playing. Or is he going to play? This is like a. This is like a. This is just a stall. We're stalling this year. Yeah, but, but how we have a chance because Embiid is playing so that? well. How can you be fine with I'm, wasting I'm, this magnificence from Joel Embiid? Because I don't think there even is a a way to to do what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? There's no deal out there that's going to put you over the top. So why rush it when you get when you could get rid of Tobias because he's pure garbage and that contract is terrible. I'm not even I'm not even mad about it for basketball reasons. I'm mad about it because this dude's walking to his mailbox <laughs> and getting a six hundred thousand dollar check in the mail. I can't take it for doing I, nothing. I want to win, and you know what? If we're if we're gonna take if we're gonna take a four step trail backwards, you know what? Blow up the entire team at this point. Like we're not why? taking a step backwards. We're better than last year. I mean, we're gonna be better in the playoffs because we don't have a gaping hole named we're Ben Simmons good right now, and we're playing where we could have two more players in the rotation. Like we could be a team that goes far in the playoffs. You can't tell me that like if the Sixers don't make at least an adequate trade at the deadline, that they can't go far in the playoffs. Like this could be that underdog type of team. Like if we are on fire, I just don't worry. He's not going to take the deal that you're talking about, bro. He wants the big deal. That's fine, and he is going to hear criticism because I can't sit here and be okay. Like, if, if we go to the deadline and we don't make a, a trade, I'm 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 just frustrated at that point. Like, I'm not waiting anymore. I'm sorry, because then you know what's going to happen. We're going to get to June, right? Oh well, uh, I'm hearing that at next trade deadline, the Timberwolves are going to be interested. <laughs> no, I'm tired of this. Make I'm a tired trade. of it too. And I'm unfollowing every Sixers news Instagram page. Like I, I follow people back out of the kindness of my heart. You know what I mean? Sixers news or Sixers updates or Sixers whatever. And every day now it's something I don't want to see from a thousand different pages. John Collins trade or whatever else. It's that never going to happen. John Collins pissed you off, bro. You were pissed at that. Because I'm just see, it's just, it's not, it's, I'm tired of it. How many, how long has it been now? We've now, he's now been rumored to be traded to every single team in the league. Exactly. And it's I ridiculous. need to hear from the people that four months ago sat here and said, you know, every team. I, I remember arguing with this one guy on Twitter who said there would be, according to, I think it was Keith Pompey, there would be six to eight teams in the mix by the time the deadline came around. Where are the six to eight teams? Where's this like bid going on? Like there is none because the guy won't play. So. Dude, I swear if Maury brings in James Harden, I'm just I'm gonna laugh so hard because that's such a Maury move to bring in James Harden. I mean, he brought in James Harden at the 
at at his in his prime in in Houston. He loves James Harden though. I don't know what more he's going to do, but the NBA should honestly just award us a first round pick at this point. They should award us <laughs> and they should just cut him off the team. Like let him sign a $2 million deal. His, his deal gets voided and that's, that's how it goes. You know, I, I just have had enough. Like <laughs> I'm frustrated. Pope, Pope platinum beats, man. Member of the channel said, I unfollowed all the Sixers Facebook groups. Cause I keep getting banned for cussing out these clowns on there. I got banned on Facebook Back-to-back 30 days. I got freed for 30 days. I was out for two days and got banned again. So I feel you. It's crazy, man. Jay Abs with the $2 donation. Who would y'all trade for Tobias, though? I'm not I'm not trading Tobias. I'm trading 2-5 and then seeing how it plays out first. But Harrison Barnes, attach Tobias and a pick, and I think you could get Harrison Barnes. And that would, that would immediately make us a way better team. Harrison way better. Yes, he's way better than Tobias. Dude, I he's still really good. Dude, we could get rid of Tobias and get nothing in return, and we would be better off. Because, like I said on the last Sixers takeover, George Niang is better than Tobias. Yeah, I'll start Niang and play like I don't know. Uh, How about Charles Tobias? Bassey. Just he should just like you know be a mentor at this point since he's such a great veteran leader. Just like cold book sessions, you know. And just not play because he he's just hard to watch, and he I, makes. I, his work. I think you guys are grading him off the Tobias that is being asked to be a second option when he's obviously not one. He's more like a fourth option. Yeah, but this is like year um three now, and he has come he up short every. He came up short every playoff run, and they're all. It, it's always been the same issues with him. Will her over dribble, um, miss easy shots, come up short. So it's like it's not going to change. So like I. I I don't know about that. Like he he had a really good year last year, and I why mean, was good regular season? He was trash in the guard in the playoffs. Okay, who who on his team played better than him? Played better than Tobias. Tobias was our second best player last year, right? Besides so the playoffs, Seth Curry was better than Tobias. Year. So if we say he's trash, then we got to look at everybody else below him. I mean, I think I think Joel and Curry played better than him in the playoffs. I think them two played better than him in the playoffs. I think if you take off Tobias, I think he was a big problem in that Hawk series. Same with Doc Rivers. Ben was not the Ben was a big problem, obviously. But if you take away Tobias because of his unwillingness to shoot threes, Ben Ben gets a little more space, and I feel like he'll he would have played a lot better. You just can't have Joel Embiid, Ben, and Tobias. It just doesn't work. Come on. Yeah, I agree. You can't have all three of them, but I'm not. He gave <laughs> we just got to get off that contract, RB. That's what I'm saying. I I agree a hundred percent. Like that contract and the re and him being asked to be a second option when he's not one is the problem. But he thinks he's a second option. Yeah, but Doc, he, he plays like it. he is. Okay, but if you get another score on this team, he's not like we saw him defer to Maxi before Maxi went into health and safety protocols. Like late in that game, Tobias was wide open. He kicks it to the corner. Max, he knocks down a yeah, three. But the thing about Tobias is even <laughs> if he's playing good, it doesn't matter because he'll always revert back into – um. he has bad like situational, situational shot selection. So even if he's 10 for 10, there's always a chance at the end of the game well, he'll just go up post-up mode and just dribble for 10 seconds and take a horrible shot. So it's like but, but even that- if he's playing good, I can't, I can't appreciate him because I'm always thinking – 
oh God, Tobias next possession, he's gonna he's gonna throw up a horrible shot. That's oh, the problem well, with him. I look, I get what you're saying, honestly. And I'm just saying though, and tell me what you think. Like if we just say we get another score, right? Like we get a wing player that can maybe put up like 20 a game, right? Just say. Does Tobias still try to be the guy on this team? Uh I don't he can't be a complimentary piece because he's unwilling to shoot threes. He, he likes to dribble piece last year, though. He was shooting. I agree. His three-point shooting is the main issue. Like he's he's gotta start hitting shots, but the problem is again, he has better defenders on him, and he can't even beat Eric Gordon off the dribble. So it's like <laughs> he can't play <laughs> make, he can't do anything. He can't beat Al Horford off the dribble. You gotta knock down some shots, Toby. But again, like if you get another lethal scorer, they're gonna be like, all right, let's game plan against the Sixers. We're going up against Joel. Send a double. You got another score, and you got Tyrese Maxey, even Dude, Curry. No, no one's afraid of Tobias. <laughs> no one. But I'm saying they he lives off of mismatches. Right. They won't be really paying attention to him as much. Yeah, but then he'll be like, oh, they're playing off of me. Let's post up. And then he'll just ruin the offensive flow. I would rather a guy who just sits in the corner like Danny Green, but like Harrison Barnes and just sits in his corner. And when he gets the ball, he either shoots it or drives and then makes a pass. But Tobias, you know, if he drives, it's probably going up because he gets tunnel vision. He never passes out. And if he does, it's a second late and he can't get off the shot. I just think the mentality would be different with another big-time player on this team. Maybe not even a star, just another scorer, but maybe not. Maybe but not. we did have a star, Ben Simmons. Not on offense. Nah, that's, that's true. <laughs> on defense, maybe, but, you know. I'm just so sick of watching Tobias play basketball, bro. I, I can't I imagine just, Ben Simmons playing. I can't even picture He's him. not playing. He's I not. I think he's going to retire. Yes, yes. Can we break? Thank you, DJ. You know because I'm glad you're back, bro. When people are talking about the Boston, <laughs> when people are talking about the Boston Celtics trade, listen. There's three cities that are hard to play in that I can think of off the top of my head: Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. There's no way in a million years Ben Simmons is walking into TD Garden. There's absolutely no way. The first time he catches the ball at the top of the key, they will literally hang him from the rafters they right. already hate but boston celtics fans hate ben simmons and this is why i said before the season there is a hot take that he will not play anymore and you saw that picture today like does he look bothered no has he been in the gym no maybe on his own personal gym they said, oh, he's, they said he's now participating in what did they say team activities yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not like with what other players. It can't be. What's he? It's, it's and it is the era too. In the nineties, this dude would have got knocked out in the locker room halfway through his third season. There would have been fist fights in the locker room because people would have felt disrespected. But it's just such a different era now. He's told me all I need to know. If he cared, like if he even liked the game, he would be here. He would be at least practicing. You know, for example, John Wall. Like, you know, he wasn't playing right, and he was just hanging with the team, chilling on the sideline. There's just there's something. Like, this has been the craziest thing ever. And you just can't tell me the drive is there like that. I just don't see it. No, the drive is not there. I mean, no. he he can – like, he'll, he'll never make $200 million, but he might be content with just being, like, a random celebrity. 
<laughs> hey, there's that guy that used to play ball. Like he might just be like, that's fine. Yes. This is why I do. As long think- as I got that blue check, I'm good. Right. And this is why I think the Kings, which I've been saying all along, is the team he's going to go to. Because what do you do in Sacramento? You get paid, you play ball, and you just don't win. Like, there's no expectations. You just go to Sacramento and have a good time and just kind of float around on the floor. But, uh, you know. The Ben situation is the weirdest thing. Somebody who said Kane's got the Ben situation is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in sports. Yeah, it is. And you know what the second weirdest thing I've ever seen in sports? The Markel Fultz situation. So what the hell is it with this team? Yeah, what is it? That's truth. Sean, <laughs> $10 donation. Appreciate it. It says, Toby's a fourth option in the playoffs, but who's better, Toby or Sixers Iguodala? Sixers Iggy. Yeah, I would say Iguodala without a doubt, but... He can't even be a fourth option, though. That's the thing. Who, Tobias? I don't – he's just – he doesn't have, like – he can't be, be a, a role player because he doesn't play defense. He can't get rebounds. He consistently gives up offensive rebounds. It's like – and then he's unwilling to shoot three-pointers. He's just not good anymore. Yeah. Sixers if he had a three-point shot, it's different. Sixers think he couldn't shoot, but that dude would dunk from the foul line. You didn't have to worry about him going up weak with his left hand and throwing it off the top of the backboard. He would just dunk on everybody. Yeah. In terms of Tobias Harris, like I think he can easily be a fourth option. I think easily. And and I mean, even if not, like I like I said, you got Maxi Curry. Like Curry should get more touches on this team. Maxi should get a ton of touches. Like, I don't know. I don't he, know, man. He's a bench player on a championship team. That's probably like that's the seventh man. That's a huge take. <laughs> the seventh man. I'm serious, dude. He see when Iggy went to the Warriors, he still couldn't shoot, but he could guard the best guy and rebound. But Tobias can't do that. Yeah, but then the Steph that's Curry the biggest those... thing that pisses me off about Tobias is he he does he doesn't hustle. That's the one thing that gets me mad. You know what I have to say to that? You know, you know, you talked about how bad he was in the playoffs last year, right? Mm-hmm. You know why, again, the spotlight was on him? Because our other player, who I will not name, didn't play. He, did, he didn't even do anything. So, like, they didn't have to worry about him. That's true. Can't like, argue I'm with trying that. to tell people that man was the, the cause of everything. Like, he was the root of it. Everything, man. Like... I don't even know how we got the number one seed, honestly. Last year, yeah, COVID and injuries, and <laughs> we hardly played a team with anybody on it. It was hard to take serious, honestly. It's do, you just think this, man. do you think this year's team is better with Joel all of a sudden getting passing skills and playing like Giannis if he keeps us up? I think so, yeah, because there's also more complimentary pieces around him. Guys like mm-hmm. George Niang and Isaiah Joe when he gets minutes and uh, Tyrese Maxey playing like he is. A lot more combo guards on the floor. I, I can't say yes or no until we see what happens with this situation. Like, if this is going to be our team the entire year, then I guess we'll have to assess it at that point. But it's it's frustrating, man. Like, we're even treading water right now. And now we're on a seven-game win streak, and it's like, you know, you got to be motivated to do something, in my opinion. But 360 people in here. Shout out to everybody. Appreciate you all being in here, hanging out with the guys. We're back talking Sixers. Give us some thoughts, comments, 
sub up all these guys on the banner below. Um, I guess the yeah, last yeah. time we'll talk is just like, you know, what else does this team need? What else does this team need? What do you guys think, man? Like at if there was like before the trade deadline comes up in a month, like what else does this team need to do to put themselves in position to, you know, be a really good team in the second half? Uh, um, stay healthy, I guess, first of all. They're still missing important players. What else outside of the Ben Simmons trade? Yeah, like do we make a do we trade for a bench score? Like do we, you know, upgrade at the I don't know, the backup two, like backup three? Like, what do you guys think? I mean, yeah, it doesn't hurt. I think it's always yeah, it's always good to have someone coming off the bench that's better than the guys that we have coming off the bench, I guess. It's hard for me to even think about. It is. I feel it's like it's hard we're, to think about anything outside of a yeah. trade. <laughs> I feel like we're just up here, just like like I feel like we've been in this state all season where it's like, all right, we're doing good, we're showing signs. Let's anticipate this trade. Yeah, shout out to the 360 people that are still listening to us say the same exact thing we say on every single episode. Back like we never left. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. All right, we'll we'll shift it a little bit. We go through the trade deadline. We don't make any significant trades. What is your reaction? Ron, we'll start with you. Is is Tobias Harris a significant trade? Yes. Damn. We don't trade him. We don't trade two five. We just go and get like maybe a backup, you know, guard or something. What what is your take at that point? If there's like rumors of trades that I like, I'll I'll be pissed off. But if there's like rumors of trades I don't like, I'll be like, okay, whatever. Joel Embiid's gonna carry us. Um, I don't know. I've I'll be pissed off, obviously, but something has to happen, right? <laughs> if if we go through the trade deadline and nothing happens, it'll be a blessing in disguise because I'll get my YouTube views back because I will <laughs> protest outside the Wells Fargo Center myself. I don't know. It's it it would just be unbelievable. And like you said, disrespectful to Joel Embiid. It's crazy. Something so you guys are has to right is what you're saying. You guys, you yeah. guys are down to go to the Wells Fargo and uh, uh -huh. maybe maybe we'll we'll be those guys that Jason Dumas was talking about outside of the practice facility, <laughs> holding up. I somebody. might just like pitch a tent, like <laughs> on the sidewalk in front of the Wells Fargo Center, and say I'm living here until they trade Ben Simmons, and just sit there with a sign every day. <laughs> <laughs> Jay Az with the $5 donation says, Owen Brand is the source of all Sixers problems. You got to timeline everything from when he first became the GM all the way up until now. I don't know how he's still a part of this organization, man. It's crazy. Listen, it's bad ownership. It's why we're always in the situation we're in. It The, the, the Sixers ownership reminds me of the Miami Dolphins. Mm. It's an owner that has no clue what he's doing, thinks he has every clue, about what he's doing and just makes terrible decision after terrible decision. So does and that mean Brett, we're going to fire our coach though? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like <laughs> just bad decision after bad decision. Like when Ryan Fitzpatrick was about to lead them to the playoffs and the coach or, or the owner basically made the coach bench him for Tua. And then this year they fire the coach who had them back-to-back -back winning seasons for the first time in like a hundred years. Um, but yeah, just the, 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 the Brett Brown, 
interim GM and then hiring Elton oh. Brand was unbelievable. It was the biggest disaster in modern day sports. <laughs> oh man, Bridges on his way this year. You know he's playing really good. So <laughs> all we've done since that is is like what have we done? Nothing. Yeah. RJ with the two dollar donation. Shout out to him being a channel member. Says EB deserves blame for paying Harrison Horford. I try to tell people this all the time, and there's even some Ellen Brand defenders out there, which is like. You know, we don't pay these guys. We're not in this situation. So it's just tough, man. It really is. Andre with the $5 super chat. Who's been lazier this year, Simmons or Maury? Dude, Maury's just collecting a check, bro. So what's Simmons doing? You don't think Daryl Maury cares at all? You don't think he wants to have a legacy? He wants to finally win a championship? I don't believe in that, dude, bro. He's overrated. I think he wants to win a championship. So people don't, he doesn't go down in history as the guy that's like an aggressive trade maker that never won anything. Of course he wants to win a championship. He he was so close in Houston. He was so close. And, you know, I just feel like he's just, he's probably just in his office, like, you know, sweating like hair all over the place. He's probably just like throwing his papers down. Like he's probably just pissed off. <laughs> he's like, what else do I do? At every this day, time? every day he calls teams back. All right, all right, guys, listen, listen, listen. I'll give you <laughs> Ben for five first round picks. <laughs> See, we crown these dudes like Maury, who's a good GM, because we're so used to garbage. He's just a solid GM, not a championship level GM. You know what the problem is, Romp? What? Even before that, we crown guys like two five. And That's I true I'm too. Done That's a- that. I'm done. All right. Like we'll joke around, like we'll say Charlie Brown is like the next big thing in Philly. But in reality, like when dudes come in here now, we just we can't get too attached. Like that that I think that's been part of our downfall. I we do. can't ignore the flaws. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I never do. <laughs> I've always been the one that's like you know in the in the middle of the process. I'm like, Ted, TJ McConnell sucks. People hated me for it. I wasn't on YouTube <laughs> yet. I wish I would have been. I was just always so realistic and people hated it because people just want something to like rah rah, you know. Yeah. I don't know. TC with the super chat says Toby can't be the third or fourth man with him being paid the most money. That's a good point. You know, again, it's like an ego thing. And you know, whoever gets the big bucks is expected to show up. And that's why I hate why people kind of hold him, you know, to to kind of be on a higher level than he is sometimes. But uh, process in Philly with a $5 donation says, hope you guys are doing well tonight. Ellen brand completely ruined this team. I can't believe he's still on this team. Very frustrating, man. What is Ellen? Like, do you guys think Ellen brand is in all the meetings and like talking about talent evaluation? I feel like he is. I really do. It's weird. He's like in the background. He's looking at the dude that took his job. <laughs> I guess, but didn't technically take his job. <laughs> oh yeah. He's still technically the GM, right? It's just weird. Why, like, why are they so attached to him? Why wouldn't they fire him? Why didn't they? Why did? Why did he trade for Tobias Harris? He was doing so well, you know, getting Jimmy, and then he just had to ruin it with Tobias. Even though it looked good at the beginning, but that trade really ruined our franchise. Wait, which I trade? feel like he made all those trades in three days. <laughs> he, he was 
He put no thought into anything. He was just like, oh, cool. I have all these draft picks. I want this guy, and I want this guy, and I want that guy. Boom, done, championship. Dude, that's what we would have done. It's like one of us taking over the Sixers. Exactly. That's what I <laughs> Wait, Completely inexperienced guy. Which the trade? Shamit for Tobias. I thought you said the Jimmy trade ruined us. No, no, no. That was a good trade. In my Shamit opinion, two first. I got to be honest with you guys. I actually liked Elton Brand's approach. Like it was nice for once to not be waiting, you know, at, at you know, a minute before the trade deadline. Like he just came in and was like, all right, let's go get a star. Let's get Jimmy Butler. Gave up Sarge and Covington and was like, boom, got it done. But my problem was the the whole offseason after that. Like, you completely botched it, man. You paid two five, you paid Tobias, and you paid Al Horford. Like, fireable offense. I don't know what that was. How it's, it's all Brett Al Horford, bro. How this is a part of the podcast where we just question life as a Sixers fan. Yeah, DJ, what would you take Brett back? What's it say that again? Would you take Brett back? I heard you say Brett Brown. Would you? Do you think he would be like better than Doc Rivers right now? No way. I've heard people no. say that. Yeah, but that's because Philly fans have such a short-term memory; it's insane. Like they forget what Doug Peterson did to the Eagles in 2020. They're like, "No, Doug didn't deserve it." Blah. Like, what? Did you watch that season? <laughs> no, Brett Brown's horrendous. Doc's. <laughs> Doc has more of like an X and O's experience. Uh, doesn't mean he's good, but no. Brett Brown brings nothing to the table. I just wanted to and, see you get fired up a little bit. And his moves <laughs> as interim GM were awful. We made we made Brett Brown an interim GM. That should tell you all you need to know, honestly. The guy was, I feel like, part of me feels like he was hired by the Boston Celtics to sabotage the Sixers franchise because... We didn't have any ball handling guards at all, and he wouldn't play Trey Burke. Yep. It made no sense. And then he cut him. And then our best bench guy was James Ennis, and he cut him too. <laughs> no. He also benched Alec Burks for Hal Neto in a playoff game. but He started Hal Neto in a playoff game. Dude, he called him an entry pass specialist. <laughs> we needed him in there. We needed him in there because he, he, he knows how to get the ball in the post. What? <laughs> I feel like every NBA player knows how to get the ball in the post, right? You don't need an entry pass specialist. <laughs> God. Oh, man. Seth with the donation appreciates his think brand has pictures of ownership at a strip club with his arm up to the elbow and a chick. He will forever be our GM. LOL. I think Ellen <laughs> Brand like played power forward and he was like, let me just go get Al Horford and he's going to fix all the problems of the team. That makes no sense. <laughs> That's what I mean this. about the ownership not knowing what they're doing because an owner that had any knowledge of basketball would have been like, no. What'd you say? $100 million for Al Horford? No. <laughs> Tell him no. Like, no, they let him do that? <laughs> That's insane. You know, oh, DJ, I feel, it's, I feel like it's weird because, you know, when the days we used to rant about Brett Brown – like, it felt like there was at least something to look forward to in the future, you know? And now it's like, it's like, yeah, yeah we can no. say the same things about Doc. We can say the same things about this trade situation, but it's like. Yeah, we, we've now plateaued. We have Joel Embiid, and we're kind of just like waiting for it to either. We kind of just feel like we're just going to fall off the cliff at some point. I don't think Embiid 
will make it fall off a cliff, though. I just mean like go through his career without actually giving him enough to win a championship. Well, yeah, but I'm not expecting that. That's that's a lot of optimism to expect the championship. <laughs> when I think about Philly sports, there's this Lewis C.K. skit, and he says, you know what optimists are? They're stupid. He's like, they think something good's going to happen. Why would something good ever happen? <laughs> <laughs> we got to we gotta read a few comments in the chat. I've been seeing a bunch of crazy comments. Shout out to everybody still in here. Almost 400 people, by the way. Appreciate you wherever you're listening. Drop a like and a subscribe. Um, this is the first comment I see here, so I'm just going to go to it. Um, and I just don't understand the people out there that believe that this guy can score 30 a game. Like, I just don't understand. Like, how many times you have to see this to believe it? Where we are at right now. Like, I'm not reading the rest of it. If Ben has improved his shot, I'm done reading the comment. <laughs> it's just not something that's ever going to happen. I just don't get it, man. But still they, sorry, Mr. Martin. That? I wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but Ben's never going to improve his shot. It's just crazy. A guy wrote an article showing if if Simmons scored 90% on his free throws, he would average 27. I mean, if he's if he was a 90% free throw shooter. <laughs> I mean, if I was if I, I was think Joel's a 90% free throw shooter. Yeah, I mean, if I was 6'10, <laughs> I would have been a D1 basketball player. <laughs> but I'm not. George is from the Hawks. For Simmons, we need Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter. What do you guys think about that? I want Cam Reddish. I know you do. <laughs> Would the Hawks do it? See, that's what I'm saying. I think you can sell them on, you know, do they think an, a, a point guard like Trey Young and Ben Simmons on the floor together would be a, a nice matchup or a nice uh, pairing? You really, you guys really think the Hawks would go for 2-5 after what happened in the playoff series? I mean, they literally won – because of two five, that would make no sense. But yeah, but they're another team that does, they're not. They're not a team that's a contender. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, but him in the ATL, like, come yeah, on. it really can't be Boston or Atlanta. <laughs> it's got to be on the West Coast. <laughs> no pressure. Like, <laughs> I'm just sick of saying it, man. Um, I'm 100% sure he's going to start shooting when he leaves Philly. He might not hit them, but he will shoot. No. Okay. I just don't get where this ideology comes in, but okay. He's never going to shoot. He chose to not shoot. He he he's literally he hasn't said it out loud, but his body language tells you, I'm not shooting, and you can't make me, and you don't, don't care what you say. I'm not doing it. I think he's going to retire like RB was saying. Yeah, he's done. He is done. The Sixers will get compensated. They'll get compensated like a, a 2026 second round pick or something. <laughs> and honestly, at this point, I might even trade him to the Thunder. All right. Get what you can from Presti. That man is stacking picks upon picks. Like he just doesn't stop. Like he traded last week, he traded for a 2028 second round pick. Like he just doesn't care. Okay. Um, Pretty much auction them off to the Thunder at this point. Um, Jay Abs with the $10 donation says, Ben's dad is the man to blame. He forced him to shoot with his left hand growing up, even though he's right-hand dominant. If you have seen him shoot with his right, he can get buckets, yo. For real, for real. Come on. 
First when of all, did he I, shoot with his right? Besides like <laughs> his little panic hook shot. Oh, that hook I, shot. I did see a video before where they did talk about this. Like his dad tried to make him ambidextrous and yeah, he tried, he I, made I him saw like, that. Yeah. Well, um, his dad's a doofus. I met the guy. He's a doofus. <laughs> RB, let me ask you this. PG word I can think of for YouTube. He's a, a pompous, arrogant, thinks he's a celebrity. And, uh, you know, yeah, he probably... And that's why Ben's the way he is, because he came up with this guy telling him he's a superstar his whole life and telling him everybody's just a hater and everybody's wrong, and here we are. I so I agree. Him. I agree. It's Ben's dad's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, what, what did you want to say? I wanted to ask you, so trade deadline gets here, and we trade Ben for a bunch of role players. What are your thoughts? Um, depending on the market, I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating. Like, get like I'm telling you, I I'm not streaming the the trade deadline this year. All right, I streamed the trade deadline last year with DJ. We streamed the draft. I'm not doing it again. All right, because I can't be on here when I lose my sanity. Like you will literally see me just 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 demolish like on camera. Like if this doesn't happen, that we're down. You have I, to though. I can already see it. You have to. We have to. What's happening? You'll have two thousand in the stream. You have to. <laughs> That's why. You. That's why you we may do have this. To. I would like to see Rom's <laughs> reaction. Me, I'm just gonna be like, like I can already see it now. Like an hour to go to the trade deadline. Yeah, talks are heating up. This, this, and this, and we get that. I already accepted it. It's not. Nothing's gonna happen. I'm past it. I think I, I don't think do anything's that. gonna happen. I just I can't do that. I'm sorry. As a person that wants to win a championship, I just can't do that. I think that's disrespecting this entire city. See, you're that's setting yourself up. I'm going on strike. What I'm saying, I'm going on strike if that happens. You're going on strike, so you're not gonna <laughs> upload. No, I am gonna upload, but I'm gonna <laughs> upload from the damn stadium, and I'm going on. Strike. <laughs> I'm down. Let's do it. I'm just gonna say trade two five, and I'm gonna hold up the sign. Like, we can get a lot of people out there. We can. Now we may get thrown off of YouTube, but you know, is what it is. Miz with the donation says, "What happened to Wentz 2017 is hard to believe." Well, it ain't nothing compared to this, bro. <laughs> it is a, like we just go through pain upon pain, and I don't understand it, man. Like, it's true, man. I didn't even think about the, what the Eagles go through. Well, at least they got a Super Bowl out of it somehow, but. Dude, we're passionate as heck, and, like, we just get hit with this stuff, and I'm tired of it. Miz with another donation says, Cam Reddish for a first, Tobias for Love, uh, Ben Stays. Tobias for Kevin Love, Ben Stays, and Cam Reddish. Oh, no. Kevin Love's playing out of his mind right now. They're not going to trade him. Why wouldn't they sell high at this point That's of his true. career? Yeah, I would. But Tobias ain't selling high. If we trade for Kevin Love, I honestly might stop uploading. Or what? Or Russell Westbrook. Dude, Russell Westbrook. dude. Kevin oh, Love is yeah, a six man of the year Tobias. candidate, bro. I'm not for saying Tobias. he's playing good, but just just us ending with Kevin Love. <laughs> when I heard the likes of these. isn't he 36? Dude, yeah. he's better than Tobias, bro. He's way. He'll shoot threes. He's better than Tobias on a team that has how many great young athletic players that are just playing so good right now. Yeah, but he will shoot a three-pointer with confidence, bro. 
Right, but then he'll come here and try to be the man. And he's a rebounder. He's one of the greatest rebounders of all time. It's 36. He's probably still better than Tobias, his bum ass. And you know what happens when he comes here? He's going to forget how to shoot the ball. Like, I mean, he'll be 36. How much money is he making? Like 30 million? I'll take it, bro. Oh, I man. hate Tobias. I see it. No. Things are going to happen closer to the trade deadline. Things are going to happen. Teams are going to start. Teams teams want Ben Simmons. They just don't want to give up what they have to yet. All right, fine. I, I won't quit with Kevin Love. But if we get Russell Westbrook, I am quitting. I will put him. <laughs> I agree with that. There's no way Maury's doing that. I don't know. He did with the Rockets. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's making that mistake twice. I hope not. Alvaro with the $5 donation. O'Shea got desperate at the end. Could have fleeced CJ. And who's breaking out? And Nas with picks. They say patience is a virtue, but time doesn't wait. Sub romp. Sub Alvaro. Do you think that was a, a real offer? What was it, CJ? Uh, what what was the offer that apparently he turned down? Uh, CJ McCollum and a CJ McCollum and a first for Ben or something. I think they said we were interested in CJ, but I don't know if there ever became a point where there was like a a certain deal in place. But I'll take CJ and Al Ferne Simons right now, please. I'll, I'll do that. Oh my God, I would I'll never trade Anthony Simons for Ben Simmons. Dude, we could have got that. <laughs> no though. way. That's yeah, what he's saying. Then. We yeah. could have got that, but you know, Maury doesn't have he he doesn't have the eye for talent unless it's obvious, like Tyrese Maxey. Like anyone could have done that. What about the Timberwolves? Like there was a report that said that they offered us every single asset outside of Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. What do you guys think about like D'Lo and a bunch and like some young players? It's all they, about really, they have a really good player. Um, Jared Vanderbilt, he's really good. I'll take him. And D'Lo. Dude, I'll take anything for Ben. <laughs> it's not that. That's not how it works, though. You can't <laughs> just take anything for him. What do you mean? That's why it hasn't happened yet. But You have to I, fleece the Kings. That's what you got to do. We got we to gotta hope the Kings just keep losing embarrassingly, too. Or the Spurs. I'll take DeJounte Murray for him. I think we could get that, right? I will do that. Pop is probably like, Ben's a great player. He doesn't have to shoot. He's, He's come dumb. out and said that before. That's actually probably yeah. our, one of our best options because Popovich is a lot like Doc Rivers. They hate the three-point line. They hate the modern-day NBA. They love Ben Simmons because he reminds them of the 80s. Yeah. We can fleece uh, Pop. Yeah. I will do that. Shout to uh, Suns Geek in the chat. What's up, my guy? Says, I think because the Cavs are succeeding, Kevin Love won't be traded. Yeah, the Cavs might even be in a better position than we are. And that's saying something. Yeah, man. why the hell would they want Tobias Harris? Right. Unless they want that pick. Right. That's what I'm that's saying. That's why man. this report is crazy today. Because you can't trade Tobias Harris. Let alone <laughs> both of them. Dude, I can't watch him play basketball. Unless it's like the Al Horford trade, we'll give you him and some first round picks. Please take the contract. Yeah. I would rather um, I'd rather watch a Ben Simmons return than have Tobias Harris on my team. You're going crazy now. <laughs> no, just to see like yeah, you're going overboard. Just to see right. like what happens. It would be interesting at least. I mean, it's better interesting. It would be interesting. He's never gonna come back. What do would you be think interesting about it? <laughs> Like, do you think if, if he, Ben Simmons, if Ben doesn't retire, do you think he ever plays an away game in Philly? Hell no. 
Yeah, I do. And I think he I think he absolutely just is as passive as can be. And I think Joel taunts at him and does all this stuff. I'm buying a courtside ticket for that. <laughs> There's no way I'm not. I think I think there would have to be like There's extra no way I'm not. security measures in place. I really yeah. do. Yeah, there would be. Didn't they 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 put extra security measures in the playoffs? Yeah. They put him in before he even came back. They put him on the practice facility. <laughs> and you know what? You know, look, look, before we get before we wrap this up, I just want to say to you guys, I said this at the beginning of the season, all right? I said I was actually willing to go the length to partially forgive this man if he came back into practice, stood up there like a man, and just said, you know, I'm gonna get better. And what did he do? He came into the practice. He walked around, literally did nothing. Asked, got asked to do a drill and said no, and then left and never came back. Okay, actually <laughs> snuck into the arena. I didn't even throw that part in there. This whole thing's been like a, a soap opera, right? But I was actually willing to forgive this guy. And to your point, Rob, I'm not. I, no, don't ever let him back in this building. I'm sorry. That is if, not even just to us, but to Joel, the rest of the guys. You wonder why Joel's been throwing subliminals at him, right? Because he disrespected the heck out of this team. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. He quit. He quit. And I don't ever want that guy back in this, this stadium, man. Yeah. You know Shout out sad? to Taz Journey. Shout out to Taz Journey. He's been a member of my channel for seven months. Thank you, Taz. He's not a fraud. Not a fraud. For seven straight months, <laughs> you've, you've not been a fraud. You know what's sad, though? There's actually, like, people that actually think Ben Simmons coming back is a good option. That's... That's a sad thing. <laughs> and there's actually people that think we miss Ben Simmons. Dude, when we have lost one time, have you thought, oh, if we had Ben Simmons, we would have won? Besides Arby, the COVID-infested the... lineups? Is that what the guy was saying? Or the, the guy that you said, like, who is this guy or whatever? Was saying Philly fans don't even like Ben Simmons. Is that what he was talking about? Who? The, the, guy, that you put, the guy that you posted today on Instagram. Oh, that guy, he's hilarious. But he actually he was saying that the Hawks should be interested in him. He would take him for uh for like Cam Reddish and John Collins. So. Exactly. That's what we're saying. These guys did a good job of blaming Philly fans. There's there's people that just think he has value and we're just idiots. And we run it, athletes out of town. It's crazy. It really is, man. I I so, like how people exclude the fact that we literally went, you know. Head and tooth with this guy for how many years? Like we supported the heck out of him. Oh yeah, they're they're completely wrong. But I hope there's a GM that thinks the same thing. All right. Well, we'll we'll end it with this again. Shout out to everybody in here. Thank you guys for being here once again. All right, we'll go around. What happens at the trade deadline? Like, give me your honest prediction. You take it. All away. right. I'm starting a fourteen blockbuster trade. But I, I need I need like specifics down to the day and the hour and the minute. Like oh, when does <laughs> I'm saying like if he gets moved, like when when is it? Is it like a minute before the deadline? Is it the day yes. before it's a minute before the deadline? It's eleven fifty nine and fifty nine seconds. That's when it happens. And it's a four team trade that lands us somehow Jalen Brown. And somehow Ben Simmons ends up on the Kings 
and the Celtics get Darren Fox. Four-team trade that works out because Ben doesn't have to play on the East Coast where everybody hates him, and we get Jalen Brown. Yeah. Nothing happens. And Daryl Morey comes on YouTube and laughs at Romp. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> I'll be the biggest Daryl Morey. All he has to do is trade Ben, and I'm back on the Morey hype train. <laughs> he changed his profile uh, picture on Twitter, by the way. He's no longer an <laughs> NFT. What is it now? Just a picture of him. Interesting. Maybe maybe he's getting a business then. Maybe he's getting it done. But um yeah, I'm just gonna leave my answer as I don't know. I really don't know at this point. That's my prediction. I don't know. Um I hope that he gets traded. And if he doesn't, then I don't know what to say anymore. I can't see it going past the trade deadline. The city won't have it. I'm really well, I mean I mean it's not it's not like they're gonna do anything, but they'll stop the, the they won't go to the games anymore. The arena will be half empty. You think so? Uh yeah. Even with Joel Embiid? Yeah, you're right. Damn. I don't think I don't think the arenas get empty, sadly. What are the chances that he actually comes back after the, if he makes it through the no. devil? You can't. I think it's zero percent, but yeah. It's, Comes back and plays for the Sixers, yeah, it's 0%. He would retire before he does that. He doesn't actually care about anything. <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking about this in 2020. Like, it's like we can't really talk about much more, like what our expectations are for the playoffs and all that without knowing. like His his, uh, his fiance is a, a TV star in the UK, you know? He might just be a stay-at-home husband. Stream on 2K or whatever, whatever he plays, Call of Duty. Dude, he's definitely said I love him at heart. Yeah, you're a thousand percent on the wrong side of the equation. I used to love him, not anymore. So, if maybe he moves to the UK where nobody hates him and just hangs out with soccer fans who don't even know that he quit basketball, (laughs) like goes (laughs) off the face of the earth. There's no way he plays again. There's no way. I can't believe we're saying this, bro. Oh, this man. is crazy. We've gone through we have gone through the craziest situation in NBA history. So at least we made Easily. history, right? At least we made if history. If he retired, would we get anything? Like what happens? That's what I'm saying. We need to get compensated for that. All right. What about what about tomorrow's game against the the Hornets? They got no big men, so Embiid's definitely dropping 30. Yeah, Embiid for 38 and a win. They just beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks twice in yeah, five Hornets games are, or something like that. They're no joke. And uh, Gordon Hayward's looking like he finally might be healthy. I'll take him for Ben. I would do that. Yeah, I would do that too. I think I think we win I think we win tomorrow and Bead goes for like 36 38 and has another big game. But I just want Embiid M- to win the MVP so bad. I agree. That's all I care about. That would that would mean as much as a championship to me to be honest. 
I disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, with the circumstances, uh, that's like the championship. With the circumstances, I hope he wins MVP. He deserves it, I will say. But um, He does deserve it. He does deserve it. My guy Swipe a Cam on Twitter today. I had him on the show before. He's a great guy. Big Denver Nuggets content creator. And come on, man. The dude posted so many stats I've never Advanced heard of in stats. my entire life. One of them was Raptor. The hell is that? These Jokic fans are are clinging that Jokic is a good defender. <laughs> and, and here's what somebody said in the replies. Here's what somebody said in the replies because I said Joel Embiid easily has the, a bigger defensive impact. Somebody said in the replies, block hunting doesn't equal defense. <laughs> like that's the most literal form of defense physically stopping the ball from going in the hoop yeah suns geek is in here <laughs> what did you guys do in the playoffs against the nuggets suns geek you ran a pick and roll every time with nikola Jokic in it and they couldn't stop it and they got four owed block hunting god joel and b for mvp man that's what i'll leave it as um Listen, Dude, I don't watch yeah, All you got to do is watch one Embiid game to understand that he doesn't just block shots. I mean, are you serious? He plays real defense the entire game. Yep. But Jokic is nice as fuck, though. Don't get it twisted. He's nice. We, I agree yeah, with absolutely. You. But tired of Joel getting disrespected, man. And it's his time. So hopefully he plays enough games, though. That's what I'm worried about. Oh, he's good. in the best shape of his life, bro. He's he's already missing. He so you see him, you see him running down the court, bro. He never used to do that. I know he is he in the great. best shape of his life, and that's why we got to win. And he not finally, st- he finally got his. He finally the, the they finally got him like with his diet together. That's what it really is. They finally got him. Listen, you're not eating six Popeyes chicken sandwiches on the plane and drinking three milkshakes. Like they finally made him understand. You have to have an absolutely perfect diet if you want to be one of the best athletes in the world, and that's what he's doing, and that's why he looks the way that he looks right now. If we get another like big time player, we're winning the championship. Think about Jalen Brown. It's happening. It's Jalen Brown. No way, we're getting Jalen. <laughs> Think about another scoring threat. Think about what Embiid's doing. How do you stop that? How do you stop that? And then I Matt- think we, I think we can win it even without that. I think Embiid's that good. I like that. I like it, that too. It's like a two percent chance, but that's why I'm excited, man. Like we could see him have a Dirk Nowitzki run. Like that would be just, oh man, <laughs> that'd be nuts. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't nobody. So it was one of the yeah. greatest point guards of all time, and Sean Marion was still good. Yeah, but Furkan's up there with the greats. Jason Come on Terry up. was really good. Furkan, bro, was he's up team. there with the great point guards. That's where I mean, he's probably our best. Jason Kidd, Furkan Korkmaz, yeah. <laughs> Toss up. That's where we got to cut the show when when he starts going off. I think Furkan should start, <laughs> to be honest. I think his defense has improved. Come on, guys. You got to admit his defense if I trade, has improved. If I traded for, for De'Aaron Fox, I would bring Maxi off the bench, but that doesn't have anything to do with Furkan to me. Nah, no, you're lucky. I don't want De'Aaron Fox. You're actually pretty Fox. lucky. That we didn't do this for about two months because Furkan had probably the worst stretch of his career. Yeah, that was bad. Probably the worst. But dude, 
Someone said he can't defend. That's a lie. His defense is fine now. He gets beat sometimes, but his defense is fine. It's just, He's are... just the most hot and cold player I've ever seen. Hey, bro. This is what I'm talking about, the um, the bias of Sixers Twitter. I mean, Isaiah Joe was shooting horrific. And because I'm, I was nice to Isaiah Joe because, you know, I see his shot and I understand he's just missing shots. Yeah. So I didn't say anything. But if Furcon was doing that, oh my God, Sixers Twitter would have roast him. And they do roast him when he misses. But it's like Isaiah Joe could go zero for 25. But if Furcon misses two shots in the first quarter, get him out of the game. Cut him. It's like, (laughs) chill. No, it's when he goes one for 13. Yeah, but he's probably probably our best player at getting to the painted area and kicking it out. Isaiah Joe hasn't been given the opportunity to have a rhythm. He gets put in a game for three minutes and doesn't play for two weeks. Yep. I agree, but I, I just see those people on Twitter like just being unfair. And Twitter's if you're going to be unfair insane. to one person, you got to do it to all. Just be consistent. That's all I ask. Yep. Sorry, I had to go on a Furcon love rant. It's, that's part of my agenda here. I know that. Just like uh, just like Rich Paul's agenda, you know, backing your player. But um, Furcon's just a guy you have to use sparingly. If he's off, yeah. The amount. Use yeah. someone else. You know we're nine and one when he scores over ten points. I believe that. How many? What are we when Embiid scores over ten points? <laughs> I don't know. Probably undefeated. Probably, but yo, nah. In all honesty, though, like Niang is my guy off the bench because that oh, guy, yeah, he, you know, he he comes in the game, he makes a three, and he starts talking smack to the other. Yeah, right. He's a motherfucker, I, man. That's what he is. He's he is a dog. I was so wrong about him, bro. I thought that signing was so bad, bro. I I apologize, Niang. He's what he's we need. So, he's awesome. He is what it we is. needed. Like we went he from start Mike. over Tobias too. Freaking playing favorites, Doc Rivers. Niang's a beast, man. But we could sit up here all day and talk about <laughs> the Sixers role players. Um at the end of the day, here we are. Um 29 days to go. Um, so 20, I'm gonna start make I'm gonna start crossing it off on the calendar as I go. 29 <laughs> add it to, days your, add it to your streams on in like the corner. Yeah, 29 days. days. Yep. But let's get our eighth straight win tomorrow. What do you guys think? We pull it out. Yeah. Yeah, Joel's completely unstoppable right now. And until we play somebody that has Steven Adams or somebody else that can give him some, you know, physical uh, resistance, nobody's slowing him down. I agree. Hornets defense is embarrassingly bad, so they have no center. No one's going to stop But again, they could shoot, though. Yeah, their shooters could go off against us. It's going to be close, definitely. It's It's not going to be a blowout. Hopefully, Maxi plays. We'll see. Um. Anyway, hold on. We got one more super chat. Shout out to Jay Abs. Says, "Hey, come on now. Let's show Drummond some love, but mainly forget. But mainly, let's not forget about Paul Reed. Like, legit, Philly needs to play him more. To be honest, nah. Charlie Brown Jr. is better than Paul Reed. I like Paul Reed's energy, but I'm not seeing a whole lot of He's basketball skills. He's got to develop. But." Who knows with Doc? Who knows? Um, Drummond's great, and Kate Scott thinks he's beautiful. 
So <laughs> that. did you see that she responded to me on Instagram? That was awesome. I saw that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, we'll end it off with this. Mike says, apologize to Ben and pray he forgives you. <laughs> Can you repeat what she said, though? DJ? Oh, man. What? What she said during the game that I was yeah, laughing yeah, yeah. about? She said, it's good to have a lead like this in case you want to give some guys a blow. <laughs> and she responded to the Instagram post and was like, me and Ala were trying so hard not to laugh when I said that. When you talk for a living, you're bound to say something stupid. And I was like, you're absolutely right. It was just so funny. <laughs> now I feel like I can't slander her anymore because we're friends. Yeah. Damn. You can't do it anymore. You can't. But um, shout out to everybody in here. 320 people. Thank you guys for being here, listening to us. You know, honestly, I feel like this is like therapy in a way. Like, it's just like you get your emotions out and. You know, it is. You need this Sixers. That's that's what it should be called. Sixers therapy. Tuesday therapy. You know, Oh, that's good. We can do that. We can change but. the name to that. <laughs> anyway, appreciate all you guys. Have a great night. Go Sixers. Let's get the eighth win in a row tomorrow. Keep it going. Joel MVP. Y'all have a good night, man. All Peace. right, man.